Balances and welcome to episode 12 of the Balance Theory podcast. I hope you've enjoyed all of our guest speakers to date. Today I am interviewing a very interesting young woman, but before I introduce her, I just wanted to mention um, if some of you guys haven't seen on our stories, we were featured on a couple of Lattes podcasts last week. So for anyone who really likes getting to know people's stories and I guess their wine, just a lot of other incredible topics in the area of self-development and I guess life's journey, I would highly recommend checking them out. I had the pleasure of chatting with Jacques, the host last week, and I thought it was a really, really cool chat. So I would definitely recommend hitting them up if you do like this style of content. We are now coming up to our fourth month running the podcast, which I just can't believe how fast it's gone. But if you are enjoying this style of content and you haven't yet had a chance to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review or rating, it would mean a lot to us and help us reach out to more balances and grow our community. So I'd really appreciate any feedback if you do have the time to jump on and do so. Alrighty, today I have the honor of introducing Kath Epps. Now, she's not someone who likes to be defined by rigid titles, shall we say. So I think I'm going to introduce her more by highlighting a couple of the awesome things that we spoke about. So other than just getting to know what she's up to at the moment, we really spoke about how since she left school, she's just basically winged it and essentially rode this wave of, I suppose you could say social media fame and had her experience with having a social media manager and how she found that commercializing her personality or boxing herself in as a brand online was really, really difficult and didn't sit well with her own vibe and personality. And so our discussion really centered around how she's broken out of that, how her social media is now a platform for her own unique personality rather than a single item or brand. And this tied in really nicely with um, her journey in her own sexuality as well and how it's less of a label or title and more of a just sense of being. So I really love how she described and shared her journey with that. Other than going into her habits and routines as well, we do a deep dive into her relationship with health and what it actually means to be healthy. Uh, A lot of you will be happy to know that both of our definitions include having the ice cream. So you can definitely add that to your list. And lastly, many of you will be happy to know we have a little discussion on how you could potentially burn calories through meditation. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that uh, little subtopic, but I'll stop chatting now and we'll get straight into it. And I hope you enjoy the episode. All righty, Kath Ebbs, welcome to the Button Series podcast. Thanks for having me. So welcome. So tell me a little bit about what Kat's up to these days. I, I, you know, after school, I know you went a bit into PT and then you did smoothie bowl shack and I just, now you're in front of Nike, like what's going on there? <laughs> um, I guess I still do all of those things in a weird way. I still have the shack obviously because of COVID, um, that sort of stopped for a bit. And I kind of like, I feel like I've been doing it for so long that I like put it on a bit of a break. Like I was like, you know what? The markets aren't happening. Events aren't happening. I'm going to just like chill and let that like sleep for a bit. Um, That was was a weekend, I think, like just a Saturday. Yeah. So I was at Glebe Markets as a food vendor every Saturday. And then we'd also like do random like events, like music festivals, um, like food markets, like big kind of ones. 
um, every so often. So yeah, so I still do the shack, but just at the moment, it's a little bit inactive because of COVID and I kind of took a break. Um, I still, you know, obviously, I mean, you don't get rid of your PT, sir, but I still actually teach classes um, every so often because I just love it and I love meeting people and I just find it so fun. Um, yeah. And then I do, I suppose, some stuff online. It's weird. Like, it's just like weird how it all kind of happened. Like I left school without like a plan at all like I knew I wasn't going to go to uni because institutions just like really aren't for me um so I kind of just like winged it and I'm still winging it I still have no idea what I'm doing um but we just do what makes us happy and what feels good and what I feel like is lighting me up and what I feel like the world needs so I'm really like I just kind of like someone said it to me once I was talking about what I do for work because they art they they made a really good analogy um I don't know, it'll come to me later. But essentially, I just have my hands in lots of piles of shit because otherwise I get really bored. <laughs> I think that's a good way to keep, you know, keep all the honeypots going at once. So yeah, right? when we talk about, like, your area of fulfillment, I guess for you that's not specifically a set career, which I kind of like because you are open to a lot of different opportunities. What, I guess, what are the main things that light you up in that space, whether it be like hobbies or, or work related? Like what are the sorts of things you generally find that you're driven to or that your work kind of always surrounds? Yeah, it's such an odd thing um, because like I really resonate with the fact that like I don't, I love a lot of different things. Um, and I used to struggle with that, especially when it comes to like, you know, being on Instagram managers and people, you know, are really like, you know, you got to brand yourself and like pick what you want to do. And like for someone that has that, you know, like someone, for example, that like is absolutely obsessed with like fitness and health, like that works and that's amazing. And people come to your page and they're like, great, I know what I'm getting. I know, you know, but for me, I wish I was like that, but I'm just like really not. So it used to really like get to me because it's like, I have to pick something that I really want to do. And like, also I have a career like outside of Instagram. Like I do a lot of other stuff outside of Instagram and like, anyways, it's a whole confusing thing. But I suppose like for me, like the thing I care about the most is like people, like I'm really interested in, in people and in society and in like what makes people feel good, whether that be like mentally or like physically or spiritually, like that's just sort of like my realm. And I guess my rule of thumb is like, for example, on the internet, I gave up trying to like be a certain brand. And I was like, I'm just going to be myself because this is my Instagram. Um, I do things outside of it as well. And I'm just going to talk about like, what I care about um, the most and like what is lighting me up in that moment and what I feel passionate to speak about in that moment, Um, which is always, it's weird. It's like, as soon as I gave myself permission to not try and like fit into a box, I feel like my branding sort of became like, I don't know, more authentic and more, I probably was like, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. Yeah. So like so many different things light me up. Like, you know, like I love fitness and I post about that. Like I love breaking stigmas. I speak about that. I love fashion. I speak about that. Like I like just posting pictures of my life because it's my Instagram and like I like to share things and you know what I mean? So for me, it's like I so many different things and I really try my hardest not to like box myself into like I have to be this person and I have to care about like one thing because that's just like it wouldn't make me happy. I get bored. Um, not only do I get bored, like I'm a very multifaceted, multi-layered human and like, I don't want to hide any part of myself. Yeah. You know? 
You know, I, I totally love that that is so authentically you and I love that that comes out online. I remember once um, I was flicking through your stories as you often do your, your long rants. I love them. They're very, <laughs> very raw and hilarious actually. But I love when you're like, oh, there we go. I lost a couple hundreds of followers and it's like people, yeah. people are offended, but I like, but you talk about things that are part of the common human experience, you know, like menstruation, sexuality, even masturbation, these things that people deem so taboo, but it forms part of the day-to-day life and human experience that everyone talks about. So I am glad that you are so authentic and real online. And I think the thing I love most about it, and it kind of fits nicely with our framework, is that the things you're interested in are fluid and they're going to change over time. And I think if you box yourself in, you're kind of like concreting yourself to say like, I'm pinning myself, like I have to be you know, I have to keep up this kind of brand and image now, even if you might fall a bit out of touch in it. And it's like, you don't have that permission to step away and experiment in a way. And like, you know, like now you've just picked up, moved to Byron Bay, like followed the love of your life, shall we say? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because your life is not regimented in such a way that you're sort of like on a strict path. So it's cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I think we need to give people permission more so online as well to change. Like I ended up sort of, I suppose, accidentally, like it wasn't my goal. It just kind of happened with an Instagram following when I was super young, like I just turned 18. And, you know, I always beat myself up as well when people unfollow me or like, I don't know, like I feel as though I've changed too much or whatever. But it's like, we need to also like understand that people are people and like you can change and you can maneuver. Like there's nothing... You know what I mean? Like, I think on the internet and the world, it's like you pick your branding or you pick your career and you pick your thing and you stick to it. And it's like, humans don't work like that. Like we literally don't work like that. And if that's going to make us unhappy, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, totally. I agree with everything you're saying. And I, I, you know, I'd be lying if I say I don't have days where I question it or I'm like freak out, but I think everyone does because we're like being young as well. You, you freak out. You're like, what am I doing with my life? Um, but yeah, if you just stay honest and authentic to yourself and what's lighting you up in that moment, I don't think you can go wrong, um, especially in the long in the longevity of it. You can't go wrong in the longevity of your life if you just like really stick to your guns. I feel yeah, like it all and, works out eventually. Yeah, and I feel like when that's your approach to your work and your career or whatever you're doing in your, your nine to five, I guess, timing, then you're, number one, you're doing it for the right reasons. And so that authenticness like you you draw people who are like that and the opportunities just somehow like I'm sure you would know like in your own experience it just sort of all lines up without you even really thinking about it because it's like you're open to it and you're fluid enough to just go with the flow and so that's cool it's who knows I mean it's exciting not to know I guess I mean it's exciting and daunting not to know where you're going to go but I think with the right mindset you can just like ride the wave go with it and know that like you know universe or whatever if you're into that stuff like has your back if you I feel like when you are true to yourself Mm. and when you are like authentic and grounded and in yourself and you have that trust of that I feel I feel as though the universe like thanks you for it and everything does sort of work out yeah so this I'm going to kind of ask you a question that leads into the next point but have you ever felt as though so obviously you've had some experience with brand managers and and people like curating your social media and whatnot have you had an experience where you felt like you put something out there that really didn't sit well with you it wasn't authentically you and you felt like it really jarred with where you really wanted to be coming from have you ever had that sort of experience yeah, absolutely. I think um, maybe even it was like two years ago, maybe even a little bit less. I went through like a year period where 
I never really thought about Instagram. Like when it first happened, I was like, sick, fun, great. And just continued like being myself. I didn't think about it. Casual then I, followers, not thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. But I stayed like very much myself. Like I didn't like, I was like, whatever. And then I got new managers and it wasn't necessarily them. Like I, I'm not going to blame them, but I think just a change in, in space. And they were specifically for like Instagram or whatever. And it made me like freak out and go, oh God, like I've got to pick a brand. I've got to be something. I've got to like have my branding and have my whatever. And, and I kind of went down this weird, like very like wellnessy path. I don't know. And like, I was doing things I still liked, I suppose. Like I was, and I still do these things. Like I still cook and make recipes and put them on my blog and I still post workouts. Like I still do all these things um, because I love them and they're part of me and I want to share them. But it was kind of like becoming like my branding and it just the whole time wasn't it didn't resonate I was like this isn't what I want to be and and I think I was neglecting my career like outside of Instagram like I said like I've always had goals outside of Instagram but it's still weaving in because everything is sort of weaving into social media these days but like I was completely neglecting my like true fire and my authenticity um and I suppose was yeah I just I just I wasn't and I think as well as this weird thing, like growing up on the internet, like the, your twenties and like when you leave school is such an interesting time where you try things and you try things and you try on hats and you go, no, nope, not for me. Or I like a bit of that, but not all of it. But I was doing it like on a public level. Um, like in front of everyone. In front of everyone. So yeah, I think, you know, no regrets, but I definitely didn't feel authentic during that time um, at all. And it wasn't until I would literally was like fuck this. And I think as well, coming into my sexuality has helped me so much open up the door to just like fully being myself in all these other ways. Um, and yeah. So now like when I put certain content out there, I don't, sometimes I do, but it's just like insecurity, but I don't feel as though like, it's not, it's not me. Yeah. Um, but there was definitely a year, a year period, like a solid year period that I was like, Oh, I have to like be a YouTuber and like be a this and be a that and like copy all these other people because I just felt as though that was like the expectation upon me. But when I was doing it, like I pick up a camera to like vlog and I was like, what the fuck? Like nothing wrong with people that do that. I have friends that do that and like, they love it. Like that's what lights them up, but it wasn't lighting me up. And I was like, why? I don't want to do this. Like, why do I feel like I have to do this? Like I literally don't want to do this. Um, there's something, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's something like a bit, um, jarring about like branding yourself because it's kind of like I'm not like it's it's like you have to commercialize your personality. It's a very odd um, it's an odd thing, and I think I think a lot of people really thrive in that sort of character. But it totally of it, you know, it wasn't really for you, and and you do a bit better like when you have the flexibility to set up your own four walls and change them and make it, you know, a triangle room if you want or a circle room. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, and like take it. I think as well because like and like I said, like some people that totally works for them, and it's a great it's a great thing because it also then allows you to maybe switch off a bit more because you distinguish like your different personas. But for me, I find it easier to just like be myself on there because it also means I can fuck off for a bit and people are like, cool, Kath's just like doing like her thing. You know what I mean? Like she's just taking some time off. Like she's in Byron, you know what I mean? And then I'll come back on and like do something a bit intense and like make a story about something or write a really long post. You know what I mean? And I feel like I have that rapport with my community because I'm not, my branding is like, I'm not branded. I'm just like me. Yeah. Um, so it's like, and it just makes me, yeah. I can't fuck up. Cause even when I do fuck up, I'm not like, Oh God, I'm just like, get on there. And I'm like, Oh, I fucked up. I shouldn't have said that. Or like, that was a bad thing to say or like whatever. 
so sorry i'll do better you know what i mean everyone's like okay cool like we're friends chill yeah yeah sort of along this tangent so as like i mean i hate the term influencer but there is an element of when you have a large following you you are an online influence totally you um like how did you i guess now you've sort of come out of that period where you're you're no longer i guess putting out content for what's expected of you or whatever but i think that when people have big followings there's this expectation that you have an opinion on especially hot topics so i think this has been a great representation of that with a lot of political issues um racial issues and even like um in the last year in australia we've had issues with like same-sex marriage laws and stuff like that how what are you what are your thoughts on like influencers having to have an opinion on something even if it's not something they would have considered like is that is that something you've personally considered or do you think that everything you voice is something you've actually like would have put thought to anyway i mean so i mean a few things like i suppose for me not everything but like a lot of things um i'm all i i like not everything like i said like i'm not going to see him be like oh my god i'm across everything i'm absolutely not i have so much more to learn even now like of course especially as a fucking white person like i have so much to learn um but you know, for me, I, 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 I'm lucky in the sense that I had been like posting this stuff um, before it was like hype and I have thought about it and I have been like, you know, active in my pursuit to educate myself for quite a few years now. I wasn't always like that when I was younger, but um, definitely have been. But some things no, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it's this really weird thing. Like this topic is such an interesting one that I don't have an actual answer to because, mm-hmm. you know, there's that whole like performative activism, which really annoys me. And it's like, I don't want, you know, an influencer, for example, that has a big following that's never thought about these things. So just like post a black square or just like post a story, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Like you can do that. But how about before you do that, why don't you go because all this information has been given to you and be like, Hey audience, I'm going to do better. I'm going to go educate myself, go spend an hour on Google or watching a few documentaries, have the information and then share what you've learned to an audience that probably is think similarly to you if you're not usually posting political stuff um and then maybe you can educate them i don't necessarily think it's anyone's like i don't know it's this hard thing i think it depends what you're talking about but it's like if you're a decent person that cares about humanity i would like to think that you want to learn and you want to share that knowledge you know if we're talking about the black lives matter movement like if you care about human beings then you should give a shit and then if you if you watch and read and learn if I would like to think if you care about humans and you have a bit of empathy in you, you would naturally want to share that information because it's so important that people understand the issue so we can do better, um, especially if you're white. So yeah, I, I think it is in a weird way, your obligation, but I don't think it, you, if you're just going to post, post something, not actually do your own research, not think about it, not have the hard conversations, then I'd rather you fucking not because it's a waste of everyone's time. And you're just trying to look like a good person, um, which is on your own conscience. But, you know, I think it's important to just know things and learn things and understand things. So I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to tell someone to do it, but I would just like to think if you're a decent human that you would like want to learn and want to know and want to care, you know? I think this topic's really interesting because I don't I don't think we can limit this just to influencers because I think when these things go viral online, shall we say, like, you know, black racism has been a, a, an issue for so many years, a systemic issue for years and years and years. But now that it's been brought to the 
you know, the light online. I think that it's pushed everyone to have to have an opinion and have to do their own research, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing because yeah, yeah we may all know it's a problem, but whether you've actually put thought to it or not is a different question. I think mm -hmm. the point about uh, whether influencers have like that pressure to have an opinion or not, I think it can actually be spun in a positive way in that you guys, like not you specifically, but influencers in general, like they have an audience and it's, you know, as a human, like you said, you should be considering these types of issues, but then that goes one step further and they kind of push to make an educated conversation and promote that online, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing the way it always is positioned. You know, a lot. I think a lot of people get um, a lot of negativity, like by just doing things just cause, but I think in a way it could also be a positive thing because they are being forced to think about it but then there is that fine line like you said like you just yeah it's like there are you just taking up like, and like that's it like you post one yeah yeah and like i said there's no right or wrong answer to it like it's just my yeah like personal um opinion and everyone has their own consciousness yeah. and everyone you know like you can take a horse to water but you can't make them drink like everyone's gonna do what they um want to do yeah and it's like i would just like to think that if you have a platform yeah to like use it positively um yeah but there's no real you know what i mean like you know what i mean we're on the same wavelength yeah yeah, yeah i know what you mean and um what i do like about your page and be, i think it comes down to like how you've set it up and how it is just authentically you that you when you post something it is just because it's something you are genuinely passionate about whereas i think the more branded ones it kind of falls out of touch with what they're naturally posting and that's when you get like you know the criticism if they do if they don't and honestly like i i'm so glad i don't have a massive following because that pressure i think is just so you much will, you will you will oh, <laughs> someone has an opinion or not like i think it's always someone always has something to say about it but i you know I, yeah. I, I, I think the biggest thing you can realize with that is like whether someone like when you know for example when the black lives matter movement was really at its peak and it was like you could not fucking ignore it like if you posted a normal photo it was like oh you're a bad person um and you know you see people jump on the bandwagon when it's like oh shit i better otherwise i look like you know it's, it becomes a selfish act like this selfish act of like if i don't post something about this i look like a bad person which is like completely defeats the point and you can kind of notice because if someone ha like has never thought about these things right and then this peak happens and they do post a black square and they do go oh 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 oh, but then they continue to understand oh this is an issue in the world and i'm gonna every so often post a really good article about it i'm gonna post a really good story about it i'm gonna follow some black people online and fill up my feed with more like diverse different voices great job well done but if you're just posting it not thinking about it because you don't want to look like a bad person that's where the issue lies because it's just like it's so it's like a waste of time like you know what i mean yeah i guess what i was saying was i think that um and do you agree like that that pressure does stem from the fact that they're kind of expected to have an opinion even if it's something i never would have given thought to yeah, I think uh, expected to have an opinion, I suppose, because, yeah, I suppose, like, a lot of people don't, not that they don't have an opinion online, but they're just happy to be branded and just be yeah. neutral. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't think, for example, like, Black Lives Matter, I don't think that's, like, necessarily, like, an, an, an opinion. Like, I think people try and frame it as, like, oh, like, you've got to have an opinion on this. But it's, like, you're either, like, for Educated. equality or you're not. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's not really, like, up for debate. It's kind of like you either don't give a fuck about all lives um, or, you know, 
You know what I mean? So from my head, it's like, oh, it's different if you want to talk about, like, for example, how I jump on there and I talk about sex and yada, yada. Like, you don't have an obligation to do that if you don't want to. And that's not your thing. That's not your branding and you don't feel comfortable. But when it comes to something like human rights, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, like, the word having an opinion um, really stands anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like you're on this side of the fence or that side. Yeah. All righty. Let's move on to, um, I want to ask you a little bit about your health. So um, when we talk about health on the podcast, we like really just referring to your mental and physical. So I guess um, yeah. my question to you is in your um, last few years, like what's been your relationship with both your mental and physical health and, and up to date, what are sort of some rituals or habits you do to keep those parts of your life alive? Um, yeah, I think my journey with like health as a general bracket has been quite an interesting one. I think if you would have asked me, you know, like three, four years ago, health to me would mean like how often you're working out and like how well you're eating and like, sure, it's a component, but it's actually quite a, like now in the way I think about it, like a very small component. I think my main, like my main thing with health is like always my why, like why I'm doing something and making sure that like, you know, like I move my body because I want to feel good. And I want to, you know, instead of this like self punishment sort of act, um, same thing with, with food. And I think we have this weird thing of like good and bad, like, you know, if you're eating really well, then you're doing good. And if you like eat something quote unquote bad you're doing like that's a bad thing when really like sometimes the healthiest thing is to like have the ice cream you know and like let yourself i feel pretty happy when i have hot chips so yeah that's what i mean like it's like yeah when you go out with your like friends and you all go get ice cream like that's healthy like that's healthy because it's like community it's fun it's delicious like that is health as well so i think it is all about like balance honestly um and everyone's balance looks different for them um i think as well and at different points in time too you know like you go through periods where you got more energy you need to eat more you're training harder or you know you're Mm. just chilling out a bit and or it's winter you need to change up your diet or you know like things just change it's as long as you have that positive relationship with your food then you just adapt to it have the ice cream totally totally and you don't yeah you don't absolutely though like you don't beat yourself up for it because like everyone goes through different things in life and yeah sometimes you might have more time and energy to like you know, eat better and like work out heaps more and like blah, 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 blah. But then other times life gets really stressful and it's more important maybe for you to not go to the gym and meditate and cook dinner slowly and like, you know what I mean? Snuggle up with a book, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's what your body needs, you know, but we paint this thing of like, no, 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 the the right and the healthy thing to do is like go for a run. It's like sometimes absolutely it is, but sometimes maybe the healthiest thing is to do is actually sit on the couch and like read the book with some tea that you know what I mean um would you say you're quite intuitive with your health and have you always been that way um I go through stages so I definitely was not always that way when I first got into health I took it to like the way way extremes I worked out so much and ate super clean wouldn't like was just really regimented um and I'm on a journey of like unraveling all those things um so i go like i definitely am like on a pursuit of being intuitive and like being kind to myself and i think also like even with social media and all that stuff like filling my feeds with people that i really like talk about things that i like and make me want to like love myself and have respect and compassion for myself rather than like change myself um 
So I'm on a journey and I would say that like the goal is to be intuitive and I definitely have weeks where I totally, totally am and I'm getting so much better at it. Like I've changed in that way so much the past year, but I definitely still like old patterns can creep in, especially if I'm really stressed or I'm feeling really insecure or um, something else is going on in my life. I My vice is usually like, I don't really drink and stuff. My advice is like I'll go to the gym a bit too much and I'll be really strict with my food and that's the way that like I feel as though like I have control but I know now I'm at a stage where like consciously I can understand that what I'm doing is like not healthy and I don't want to be like that so I'm definitely on a journey as we all are but I feel as though I'm at like the best place in the past five six years that I ever ever have been with my health being able to listen to my body being able to like override that voice that tells me that I should smash myself at the gym or I should go when I'm actually really tired um I'm much much better at being like no I'm not gonna do that um and even with food like I'm so much better at just being like fuck it. Like if you have ice cream fucking five times a week and like, that's fine. And next week, maybe you won't like, it's just, you know, it's just being intuitive. It's going with the flow. And I also am a big believer that like your mindset is everything. So if you, if you don't view things as good and bad, you don't tell yourself that you shouldn't be doing that or you should be doing that. It all kind of flows. And like, I feel like you feel better. You probably look better because you feel better when you're changing your mindset. Cause your body is so smart and it just like listens to your brain and what you, you know, it's like a whole thing of manifesting as well. Um, even if you want to get really technical, even with like gym stuff, they did this research where they got like a group of people to like one, one group. They were like um, people that were like wanting to lose weight or whatever. And they got one group to literally sit and like fully meditate and go through this meditation of working out. So they would like take themselves through a workout, but they wouldn't do the workout. And then the other group would like do the workout and they had like same results. So that just shows you how powerful your mind is and how much if you just like don't let yourself give like, you know what I mean? Like if you tell yourself I'm a bad person or I'm going to get like, I'm going to be unhealthy if I like don't go to the gym and don't do this and don't do that, then your body like takes that on. It's like, okay, cool. Like that's the rules. Great. You know what I mean? It responds to that. But anyways, that's why I believe I'm getting a little bit voodoo on this, but no, no, I, I believe it's totally like your words, like you absorb what you say and, and your thoughts as well. But I'm just thinking how many listeners now are like, I'm going to uh, do a 20 minute run in my head at lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's no, still really important to move your body. Just for no, three. But any movement, I feel like, movement sometimes is taken movement and diet is taken to the extreme sometimes like you have to you know you don't have to do a full-on hit intensity training session like you could just go for a 10 minute walk get some vitamin d breathing some fresh air and that's it like back to it especially an office job but no i love that um what would you have said to Cass five years ago about being more intuitive with your body like were there habits now that you look back at and think god like if only i could have changed those one or two things or if only i could have told myself this I mean, there they obviously would be, like, I would obviously, I'd probably just give her a hug, to be honest, and be like, just give her, like, I wouldn't even try and tell her what to do. I would just probably give her a massive hug. But then I also have this thing when, like, I get that question where I go, yeah, there's so many things I'd want to say, but also, like, we're humans on a journey, and, like, I needed to do that, and I needed to go through that in order to learn. Yeah. and have knowledge and like understand and like blah 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 blah. so I don't think I'll say anything to her I think I would just I think she just like really needed like a good hug and I would just give her like a great hug 
That's probably my favorite response to that question. Um, I totally (laughs) vibe with that too, because really like you, and it's not even like, oh, if I had heard this or read it, I would have done things differently. It's like, you just have to go through it to then be like, oh, okay, well this, there might be a better way or like having gone through it, I now know how my body responds. So it's almost like, yeah, like you wouldn't have changed your moves. So good answer. I love that one. That's good. (laughs) That one though. (laughs) The last sort of area I want to touch on before we go, um, and I know it's one that's very close to your heart um, and and one that really fills your cup up today as well, is a little bit about your sexuality. And I guess how how your life was before you fully embraced it. And I guess how like it factors into your balance now and and you as a person. Um, My journey has been so interesting. I think, you know, I grew up in it like in an environment or like, uh, like when I was younger, for example, like being gay or seeing that was like not a thing. You don't, you don't see it anywhere in the media. It's so under like a little bit better now, but definitely when I was younger, so underrepresented um, as well as like things like gay and lesbian, like being used as insults. And I used to always get that insult. So I, as soon as I was younger, I had this like, okay, that's bad, you know, because like it's used as an insult. And then I think growing up, I, yeah, it was, it's actually so interesting. I'm like, hate to admit it on a public podcast, but I will. I was like slightly like homophobic when I was in high school. And now I look back, I'm like, oh, clearly you're trying to protect yourself, but. Denial. (laughs) Denial, right? Like going the other way. Like my friends were like, why do you give a fuck? I'm like, it's just like not, I don't get it. (laughs) It's so bad. But yeah, clearly I was just trying to protect myself and yeah, it's just so crazy to think that like all these thoughts and all these feelings I had, how much I would just like dismiss them because I was like, especially in high school, I was like terrified by them. And I'd like cry about them if I like had a crush on someone or like had these weird feelings. Um, And then I also think about like my pattern, like, yeah, the way I would maneuver myself even sexually in high school. Like I just wasn't, I also had some really shit um, sexual experiences with men when I was like quite young, young as in like teenage young, like 12, 13 that also made me very like jaded and just like not wanting to um, explore anything sexual. Cause I just like didn't trust people. Um, and it's really interesting. I think it took having my first big relationship with a man to make me realize that like, Oh, I don't know if this is for me. And then it wasn't until having a relationship with someone who isn't um, a man to be like, oh, like everything that I thought was like wrong with me, like even went to like sex therapists. Cause I was like, I have all these issues are like not an issue. I think I was just barking up the wrong tree. But also even with that, like people ask you questions, like what do you identify? Are you gay? Are you le- like, are you fully gay? Like, are you like a lesbian? Are you bi? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like right now I'm in a happy, loving, yeah. Like I'm in a happy, loving relationship. I feel very attracted to non-binary people and women fuck knows that could change. I could meet a guy and be like, oh, I actually like you. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I literally don't know. And I think that's like such a society thing. Like they want to box you in. So it's like you, you do this thing where you like, you know, you are more authentic to yourself by like, uh, in a weird way, like coming out, which is such a weird thing as well. Cause like straight people don't need to come out. But anyways, and then it's like, okay, but like now that you've done that, like, where do you sit? Like, how do I like label you? And it's like, you know, if someone wants a label, like, great, because some people find lots of power in that. But I'm like, you know, today I identify as, like, a lesbian. But who fucking knows in five years? Like, everything in life is, like, fluid and changing. And, like, I don't know, like, what I feel today. I might not feel a year from now. 
maybe I will, maybe I won't. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it no, doesn't matter. Right. You're right. And at the yeah. end of the day, like, it's, you know, your sexuality and, and the way you attra- you're attracted to people and, and the people you want to, I guess, build a life with, whether that's one person, multiple people, whatever you're into, like, as long as that person, you know, respects you, fills your cup, like, who cares? Like, if they're a man, yeah. woman, non-binary, like, whatever they are, like, as long as, I guess, it comes back to your whole approach about how you're just fluid and you're just intuitive. And so what you need today and right now, you assess and you're, you know, adept with, and that might change tomorrow and you're cool with that and you're happy to to flow and migrate with that. And that's literally what I say about balance and what this whole podcast has been set up to do. That's to give people permission to, number one, like, it's okay if you don't know where you sit right now and because everyone's on a journey and you never hit a finish line. You always just get close and then you change your mind or it's yeah. like you, you set a goal, you get close to it and then you set another one. And you know, like as humans, we're constantly like changing, evolving, growing. And so to put like these rigid labels and, and, frameworks i guess it doesn't necessarily it works for some people like some people like that structure. yeah some people need it and some people like like yeah. it but it's like for me and a few other people in my life it's like i don't you know i don't need i don't feel you know the need and it's like i can tell you maybe how i identify today but does that mean you're gonna hold me to it like you're yeah, gonna that- hold a gun to my head and be like oh but you said that and it's like well fuck i'm a human being and i change um so I can really talk about how I'm feeling today. And today I feel very gay and very proud <laughs> to be that. Um, and it's been such an interesting experience. Like I feel like coming into my sexuality and allowing myself to feel these feelings that like I have like trapped them since I was like a tiny kid um, has made me then as well feel so much more like in myself as a human being and like opened up my eyes to like a lot of things. Like I feel more confident in this weird in this weird way because yeah i guess if you don't realize what's affecting you until you don't let it affect you anymore by like doing the thing and then you're like oh i never realized like how much that was affecting me now that i'm living you know what i mean like it's just yeah well it's just like anything that you have strong opinion on if you're suppressing that you know, the second you allow yourself to explore that, whether it's your sexuality or just an opinion on something or, or a career, whatever it is, like, as long as you give yourself permission to explore like something new or a new opportunity, then like, it's incredible where that journey can take you. And, you know, look where you've ended up now. You're happy in Byron Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Living it up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much for your time today, sharing, you know, your, your whole journey, whole story, your whole vibe, the cath that you see on Instagram is the cath that I've spoken to today. And I absolutely love that about you. Um, so I won't be one of those hundreds that drop off every time you talk about a period or, or a <laughs> whatever, a funny sex story, but keep doing what you're doing, keep being authentically you. And um, yeah, I'm really keen to see where the next five years takes you in whatever direction your river flows. Well, thank you so much. It's so nice chatting. It's been really nice. Yes, likewise. Until next time. (laughs) And that's a wrap for this week, Balancers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. 
If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop so you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam, we promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. Stop, stop, stop.